like they took everything great from the original and like added in a few of the components from the comics and then just created the fantastic show. And what do you think of uh, the new voice cast? Uh, I love that the nephews are actual individuals. Kate Micucci as Webby is just fantastic. She's Mabel Pines in DuckTales. Uh, The fact that they made Mrs. Beakley a spy, uh, just golden. Uh, Gyro as just, he's one bad day away from being a (laughs) supervillain. And the fact that they got Lin-Manuel Miranda to voice Shell Cabrera, the new Gizmo Duck. Yeah, uh, that that was fantastic. And then I just saw the uh, Darkwing Duck episode, which was really good. The uh, the most recent one. Oh, I I love all. I love that season two randomly had a gummy bears episode for oh. no reason. Oh yeah, the. Uh, the spy episode, which was paralleling like Scrooge's. Uh, yeah, that that episode was something special. Even they introduced minor characters like Doofus and he's just like the really spoiled rich kid. Yeah, <laughs> it's and just completely different character um, launch pad. And one of the best things they do with him is some of the episodes. They're going to go on an adventure and launch pad is just there. And then he like, well, I'll meet up with so-and-so. And it's just like some random woman that he's got a history with. And he comes back and he's like, he's got like weapons and covered in armor. He's got like lipstick marks all over him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like something happened to Launchpad. And it was an amazing story. And they're just not going to say a word about it. I'm waiting. Because I always love when they do that, like. I don't know if you watch Rick and Morty, but one of my favorite episodes was the Atlantis one yeah. where they went to Atlantis in the very beginning of the episode. And then we didn't see anything about it. And when they come back, they're just like, that was the most epic adventure ever. Exactly. Like, I love when they do stuff like that. So I'm waiting and hoping that at some point we just get a launch pad episode. Yeah. It's like, um, here's what he's doing. And it's just something the most ridiculous, like have him go to just do do Star Wars with Launchpad. That's what I want. Did uh, or even uh, Duckworth because it didn't make sense with Beakley and Duckworth. Yeah, but they made it that he was a ghost, <laughs> and Beakley still hates him. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it better when you were dead. It's so good. Have you seen the Darkwing Duck episode? Not yet. I'm a few behind. It's because they've they've pseudo introduced him. Yeah, they introduced him as a TV show that Launchpad liked. Yes, they do more. It's that TV show is being made into a movie. And the fancy British director is actually Edgar Wright. That's a that's phenomenal. Yes, Uh, just every and I think. Uh, one of the other characters, uh, Storkules, is one of my other favorite, like, one-off, two-off characters. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, everything about that show is just fantastic. And that the three nephews all have very different personalities. Right. And that each nephew is 
also kind of one aspect of Scrooge McDuck. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, like, the three of the nephews together kind of form Scrooge McDuck almost. A little bit of a Voltron in there. Oh, I mean, well, now I'm just picturing a duck Voltron. <laughs> just yeah. Instead of lions, he's just ducks. Looks way less cool. I don't know. Although the bill opening to show a face inside is pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I just imagine Donald going ham on something. So mm. um, Actually, com- completely unrelated to DuckTales. I recently learned that Donald Duck used to have a theme song. Oh, yes. I've I remember as a very young kid watching some of those old Donald Duck uh, shorts uh, pre DuckTales. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was hilarious because it's just him getting angry all the time. Yeah. And I remember watching those, but I never noticed until like a week or two ago. Like I randomly was watching some online on like YouTube and she's like, he has a song. And the song is just basically these like three women doing a kind of like doo-wop tune about how... Who keeps getting angry and keeps well, doing all this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like he's not. They almost imply that, like, he doesn't get angry due to nothing. Something has to make him mad. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but isn't that the way that just anger works? Like, something sets you off? I mean, for him, it's just life. Yeah. Because they kind of, uh, he's just unlucky and he just powers through it. it that was the whole him versus uh, Gladstone Gander. Mm -hmm. So he's the absolute opposite. Oh, completely. And it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, But hey, everybody, welcome to the newest episode of Character Progression. I'm your host, Dan Brown, and with me is my guest, Michael. What's up, Michael? Hey, Dan, how's it going? Pretty good. How about with you? Pretty good. Glad to be here. Glad I was finally able to make it on. Yeah, we had some scheduling issues, but we're good. We got it now. Oh, yeah. Um, and so everyone can tell we're doing DuckTales and I've honestly never pointed this out before in an episode, but I assume they already know because they clicked on it, but let's just keep up pretense and go, who from DuckTales are you going to be covering today? Specifically talking about Scrooge McDuck. Who is just one of the most varied in personality characters that Disney has. He's been around for a long time. But like, if you look at those early ones and then now and then DuckTales and then even in like House of Mouse, he had such a he has such wildly different personalities. And I kind of love that fact. Yeah. And unfortunately, I never really got into the comics, uh, the the Scrooge McDuck ones, the Carl Banks comics. But I've heard uh, nothing but great things about them and just very classic uh, Scrooge McDuck and some of that personality you see in some of the other iterations. Uh, I think the first instance I ever saw of Scrooge McDuck was uh, Disney Christmas Carol, Mickey's Same. Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yep. Uh, with uh, Alan Young, good old uh, Wilbur from Mr. Ed, who did the voice of Scrooge McDuck for years. Mm-hmm. I think the first real spot that I ever saw Scrooge McDuck was of course the 1987 DuckTales cartoon 
which uh, was a big part of my childhood. Oh, same. I still watch them whenever. When I'm sick, I either break out my DVDs of DuckTales or Gargoyles, and it's always one of the two. Oh, no, Gargoyles, the uh, Disney Star Trek? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a whole nother... That's a whole nother discussion. Uh, yeah, the classic DuckTales still holds up really well. Oh, it's, it's yeah. perfect. It is a flawless show, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I've i been... Uh, like I was talking to you earlier before the show, uh, how much I've been enjoying the new DuckTales and the, the current take on uh, Scrooge McDuck as well with uh, David Tennant. It took me a little getting used to, but once I got... Felt, once I fell into it, it's he really was the perfect choice. Yeah, he's very different, but still great. Yeah, like I, I love I love that Alan Young sound and just like that's the Scrooge McDuck I always hear. But David Tennant's fantastic. Yeah, it, it's um, a perfect choice for him, and just the cast in general for the new Ducktales is great, and they even brought in a couple of the uh, old DuckTales voice actors. So uh, uh, Rusty Taylor, who did the nephews in the original DuckTales, uh, had a cameo in one of the episodes for the new one. Mm-hmm. where She played a younger teenage emo Donald Duck mm-hmm. from the 90s. Right. <laughs> Actually, um, I heard something fun about this show recently. The The woman that they have doing the theme song now oh yeah i heard a i heard something about that it's probably the same thing that you're you're talking about yeah where they she asked the the producers or directors how do you want me to sing this like what do you want me to do and they all they said was sing it like you're super happy to be singing the theme song for the new ducktales one take yep It's like, sing it like you can't believe that you're actually doing the theme song to DuckTales. Which is the perfect guiding, it like, the yeah. perfect thing to say. Because that's exactly how she does. You can hear her, like, excitement, her smiling through the song. Yeah, uh, it's, their, their theme song for the new one is, is perfect, because... You took the original theme song, which is one of the most iconic intros just in cartoons. It's just right up there with a lot of different things. And it's a little different, so it's got its own take. But it's definitely, you you don't want to mess with perfection too much. Right. Uh, But so for anyone who doesn't know, who is Scrooge McDuck? Scrooge McDuck in the sort of duck universe disney universe is the richest duck in the world he is an incredibly wealthy individual and he's got his family uh he's he's changed through the years uh his personality traits uh slightly uh some of the things that he's really known for is he got his money by earning it came from nothing worked up to the top uh, he's very cheap, thrifty, uh, very business savvy. Um, and then in the different sort of variations of, of the show or the comics or or other shorts, uh, how angry or just kind of like grizzled of a, of, of a person he is. Uh, 
kind of shows, but he loves his money. He loves swimming in his money bin, which is this great visual. I love that they, in the new show, they actually went and, because people always had the joke about with about the old one, where if you just dove into a big it thing just, of coins, you would die. And Louis try, almost tries it, and he stops him at the last second. It's like, kill you. Yeah, it's like, you. Ha- I had to learn how to do this. You can't just jump into a bit of money. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a really great uh, moment. But the whole thing with Scrooge McDuck is he gets his... Uh, he's from Scotland, obviously, with the accent. He's from Glasgow. And he was a shoe shine, And he shined a man's shoes and got an American dime. And he used that as sort of the Kickstarter for him earning his fortune. Uh, he had to be smarter than the smarties, tougher than the toughies, sharper than the sharpies, some of the things he said. Um, and I think, and if you've seen, have you seen the Duke Baloney episodes? Uh, they kind of parallel that with the beginnings of one of his biggest rivals in the new DuckTales uh, with Glomgold. So that, that was quite a fun little parallel with how he got his greatest rival. Uh, But with Scrooge, it's hard work. He's very sharp, ruthless businessman, very shrewd, but not unethical. Uh, He's does everything square. He's honest in his dealings. Uh, He has that sort of personal moral code of business. Um, And he'll, he'll drive a hard bargain, but he won't, he won't scam you out of anything. Right. He won't cheat. Yeah. He'll he'll do what it takes and he'll win, but he'll do it. Yeah. Like you said, he'll do it ethically. Yeah. He's not going to cheat to win. He doesn't believe in that. Yeah, he wants to earn the the honest money. He's very. Uh, I think a lot of especially the richer sort of contemporaries he has within the universe they're all represent different ways of accumulating wealth for Scrooge. It's, it's sort of that very almost like the pure American dream. The man that started from nothing, worked hard, was very smart, kind of saw where things were going and he earned his money and he was very good at it. He's the type of businesses. He has like power companies, uh, just very large multinational. So he's almost, I'd say almost like a JP Morgan sort of type of like someone that's very like a capital of industry sort of personality where a rival like Glomgold, especially in this newer version of DuckTales is sort of the cheap imitation knockoff guy. Like right. he finds something and will try to make it cheaper, not better, just like cheaper so he can make more money or uh, Mark Beeks, who's the, tech billionaire who's the very uh, hip and now and very much about his social presence um, and he, he's elon musk as a duck yeah he's 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 elon musk like he's just not afraid to cut corners or take the shortcut way because he's all about how he's viewed by everyone else those were yeah. the uh the biggest things also with scrooge no formal education 
they really don't talk about that. He's sort of a self-educated man, uh, very learned, very smart, but not someone that went to college or got really far, which I think in that time where he first came out was maybe the what, 1950s, 1940s is where you first kind of saw him. Uh, a lot of people coming from the Depression, a lot of people that uh, – my grandfather who had to quit school after eighth grade and work and never got more than eighth grade education, but still would learn new things throughout his entire life. Never was always a student, just not a collegiate or specifically academic in nature. Right. I mean, it wasn't as, necessary back then like i know i've heard from like my parents and my grandparents generation that college was something extra you did if you didn't just go to work out of like right out of high school school in general because everything changed at some point and then even for that like just getting a high school diploma was a big deal yeah so then is that kind of self-made mentality and that honesty what draws you to Scrooge as opposed to any of the other characters that are in DuckTales? I think that's a large part of it. With him, it's the he has that hard work mentality that going up and you see the success and you see him making the success the right way. He is almost the epitome of the american dream it's an immigrant that comes in with nothing to his name and reaches the absolute pinnacle and and does it through hard work and perseverance it's what we've been told is is possible through through the quintessential american dream like, yeah very true do right uh do right by other people earn your Earn what you want, uh, fair and square. Like work hard, work smart. Uh, be tougher than than the toughies, smarter than the smarties. Like that's good message. And he's also he doesn't throw his money around needlessly. He's very uh, variations of how cheap or thrifty he is, depending on. The version, I think the 87 cartoon, they played in a little more of him being cheap. Uh, whereas the more recent one, he's more thrifty. He'll spend money, but not waste money. Yeah, he'll spend money if he thinks that it will make him money in some way. Or that it's needed. I think when he's, he's talking with his vulture uh, board of directors... It's like a million dollars for magical, for protections against magical curses. Do you know any magical people are after my money all the time? <laughs> We're paying so, gyros so we won't go crazy and uh, and take everyone out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you've said, if anyone's going to, it's gyro. Yeah, the, this new version of him is, who's, I think, was the principal from Community. Yeah. Yeah, a, a lot of the cast of yeah. Community is on this show, which I love. Yes, 
Like, and I don't then, know why, but they just have a lot of community alum. Yeah, and it's it's fantastic, and I love it. Um, just all of the different characters and their interactions with Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Even seeing uh, Manny, the headless man horse, as Gyro's assistant with yeah. Scrooge's head. <laughs> his statue head. And everyone just treats him like he's just a normal, everyday person. Well, didn't one of the nephews when they was when they first saw him like freak out a little bit and then it was just like don't say anything just just go with it i don't know i vaguely he, recall that or at least like he might have said something but it, and it, it's great because manny only communicates by like stomping his hoof yeah <laughs> and they just they just captured it below and it's one of those minor things that's just too good right and so then how would you feel that liking scrooge and kind of growing up with scrooge mcduck in this show how do you feel like that has influenced your life i think with scrooge um there's a specific episode of the original ducktales where he talked about it's like well when did you become so rich he's like well and he's going through his whole life story and it talks about all of the hard work that he did and all the times that he screwed up and then just either took bad things that happened and was able to turn it to his advantage or just pick himself back up and continue on and then towards the end he realizes he wasn't truly rich until he had his whole family with him to enjoy everything uh but a lot of what you see with him is if something bad happens, he's able to either find a way to turn this to my advantage or, all right, it's happened. I failed. Pick myself up, see what I can do from this point and move on and, and find a new solution, find a new way. I mean, he was he was in the Klondike digging for gold and he did pretty well there and then he moved that into something else and then he moved that into something else and he expanded he didn't stay with just one thing and in in the newer one he's also an adventurer he's does all of these different adventures to gain riches and knowledge and he's also a bit of a thrill seeker Uh, he's just an exciting person to 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 see a, a character that has flaws but has some great sort of character traits that'll keep him going forward it's interesting that you also brought up the episode of the original series where he realized that he wasn't truly wealthy until he got his family because even with the newer one that was basically the entire moral of the first season oh yeah where it's just kind of Almost he felt like an old man. And then when the the nephews came, he had this sort of like urging for adventure. And then he goes on the and then the garage with uh, Montezuma's stack of old newspapers. Yeah. Magazines. <laughs> the garden hose of destiny. Uh, but he realizes like that keeps him young that keeps him like that is like oh you guys are nothing but trouble and it's like oh i've missed trouble <laughs> uh, 
and just sort of that the family there and and realizing that's his almost his purpose because after losing Della he just didn't want to adventure he didn't want to do any of that sort of stuff anymore and I think he really sort of missed it yeah well because especially with his falling out with Donald over what happened to Della his two partners were gone yeah. and how cool was it that they used the moon theme all the time with Della it was perfect yeah that that is still like people can talk all they want about like the Legend of Zelda theme or things like that. But for my money, when you go 8-bit music, I honestly don't think anything tops. From a technical standpoint, like what you could do with 8-bit, that moon theme, it's it's beautiful, it's haunting, it still, it works so well. Yeah, that moon theme is, is fantastic with, uh, when you talk about 8-bit classic uh, sounds, uh, and even Scrooge McDuck, great video game character. That original DuckTales for NES is still very well regarded as, as just such a classic that they pretty much just remade it those couple of years ago. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the remastered one. And then again, when they did the Disney Afternoon collection with all of the old 8-bit games based on disney animated shows i've i bought that game on way too many different um, generations and consoles over the years just to play it again yeah just very surprising like how great of a, a video game character he was with just that cane and the hopping and the kicking things around well because even more recently the um on the wii u and the switch donkey kong country tropical freeze if you play as Cranky Kong, he straight up plays exactly like Scrooge. Using Which his is pain and everything. Fantastic in every way. Sounds like Coda's getting into something. No, that's that's Sprite. That's my uh, cat. She's, uh, I don't know, pawing at her water dish. Because <laughs> there's water in it, but I guess she's doesn't trust that it's there until she sticks her foot in it. Uh, um, but all right. So, uh, <laughs> are there any specific actions that you can think of between the two shows that really stand out to you as this kind of example of Scrooge personifying these ideas that stood out to you? I think I mentioned earlier, the biggest one was, the original series show where he was recounting his entire life story up until that sort of point and where he got richer and richer. Uh, that is just such a big part of you kind of see into his thinking like, Oh, that's why he feels this way with, you know, why he's careful with his money, why he's got that sort of hard work mentality. There was an original series episode where he pretty much became Batman, and that was really fun, too. <laughs> if you remember that one, he became the masked mallard. Yeah. But for less than... Not quite the same reasons as Bruce Wayne. More of a... Uh, I want to 
I want to show that's eventually unmasked and realize that I'm not a bad person. Right. But I hope um, they do something like that in the new show. They kind of revisit that moment. Oh, that'd be great to see a uh, a mass Mallard, Gizmo Duff, even Darkwing crossover. Finish, finish, finish the season. Or this half of the season. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Uh, that'd be so good. Oh, you have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> it's my but, favorite episode so far. Yeah, I'll, I can't wait to check it out. Uh, but all right, now I want to move on to a section called Big G, Little G. Big G is how could the lessons you've learned from Scrooge be good for the world? And then the Little G is how have those lessons been good for you in your own life? So the Big G one... How can the lessons be be good for the world? Um, a lot of the the basic themes that they sort of talk about with Scrooge and even the show, family is important. And with family with him, it's very non-traditional. It's him, nephews, and even his housekeeper's granddaughter is a big part of that family as well. So it's a very... It, it's not your normal family that you think of. Family is important. Also, the importance of hard work, uh, working smarter, not harder, uh, doing everything fair. Like, sort of stuff that works on both the big and, and little scale. I think that both, I, I feel, are the very much the same from a personal standpoint and from the larger standpoint so then with all that in mind if you had the ability to speak to scrooge what would you say to him i would probably want to hear some of his crazy tales some of uh he's been on so many adventures he's been through so many experiences it's the sort of thing that you it, it's these amazing stories uh, life is made up of stories uh, and he's got so many business like advice family stuff you can get that from a lot of people the stories the stories would be the best part so i usually like to think about this part for myself with any of the characters that people cover in episodes like what would i want to say to them Mm-hmm. And that is 100% exactly what I was thinking too. Like, no, there's like in the show, there's so many times where you're just like, where he references some adventure that he had before that we never saw. I'm like, no, no, tell me what happened. Yeah, he's got just all this random stuff in the garage. He's like, oh, don't worry about that. Only if you hit it three times. And you guys already hit it twice, haven't you? Hmm. <sighs> And then he just jumps on a ghost and, like, chokes it out with his cane. What do you want? The head of Scrooge McDuck. And he just, like, cuts off the head and gives it to him. He's like, gosh, should have been more specific. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, like, his garage is filled with, like, these crazy artifacts from from all of these adventures. And you even see the, uh, 
the the Inca Aztec sort of uh, sun coin from the original series in the garage in the first episode, which is fantastic from the original uh, from the first episode of the original 87 series. You see that sun coin right there. Oh, I I don't know if this is just me. I'm going to assume you probably did the same thing. But when they showed that garage in the new series, I paused it and was looking at everything, looking for any Easter egg I could. Yeah, and they they put a bunch of them in there. And it's just like the mundane stuff and like these absolute artifacts that need to be locked up in, in treasure chests and vaults. And he's got, you know, this priceless antique next to an old garden hose and stack of newspapers. Yeah, the stuff that would normally be in anybody else's garage. Yeah. Plus a cursed jewel that if you make eye contact with it while it's shining in the sun, a mummy will come out and steal your soul. Yeah. Just the, the everything about him, because he's just so fantastical and, but he's also very behind the times in certain things. He's very kind of stuck in his ways. Uh, I, I do love that he's a flawed character. Like he's far from perfect. He, he gets competitive. He loses his temper. I think that's a, just a duck family thing. Uh, but he has all these great qualities as well. So he's, he's a little more 3d of a character. He's like, he thirsts for adventure. He thirsts for, for something to kind of keep him young. They, they never really insinuate like how old he actually is, but they make a lot of references to like that his birth year is probably still the same year as when he first appeared in the comics in the 1940s. So I actually looked it up before we started this and canonically he was born in 1867. Yeah. Like post post civil war. <laughs> Yeah, but like just post. Yeah. He is, as of this year, canonically, he is 152 years old. Yeah, and it, it fits too, because the way he sort of earned his money was that very, like, it would have been like the tail, he was the Yukon gold rush and not the California. So, because he would have been too young for the California, because that was 1848, 1849. Right. San Francisco 49ers. Gold Rush. Um, I never put that together. Uh-huh. Yep. But a lot of type of businesses he runs are all those very large industrial sort of businesses, like the railroad sort of age. And they modernization like tail end of the industrial revolution sort of stuff right like kind of the the vibe that you get from it yeah at that time when so many of the people that ended up becoming these captains of industry in america it's around the time they were all coming up right and the top end people of that like the jp morgan sort of were or the Rockefellers and the JP Morgans were so incredibly rich. Like, I mean, if you adjust their wealth for inflation, like to today's dollars, they were just massively wealthy. 
like probably around the same comparison of like a Bill Gates or a Jeff Bezos sort of sort of thing where they're just just insane amounts of wealth. Right. I know there was that History Channel like docu series that showed that they were lending money to the government to fund things back then. Yeah, like they had so much money that it's just they were like a third of like the GDP, like some ridiculous percentage of like the GDP of, of the country was pretty much them. So I think JP Morgan was like U.S. Steel. Yeah. Just absolute foundation of the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> All right. So then to take a kind of tonal shift, if you were to run into somebody who is going through a difficult time in their own lives, given the lessons that you have learned from Scrooge McDuck, what type of advice would you give them? It's depending on the tough times, but a lot of the advice you kind of get from Scrooge McDuck was the formal education doesn't always matter. Uh, you should always be learning in life. Uh, work smarter, not harder. Uh, do things fair. Some things you just have to switch up and when you get knocked back down, find a way to, to stand back up again and keep going. I also learned that from Chumbawamba. Yeah. Whew. That's, uh, that's what, 22 years ago now? I don't even know. I want to say 1997. I mean, that really is kind of the driving message of Scrooge. Like, even when things get tough be smart and do your best to kind of figure a way to the a way out and figure out a way to get to the outcome that is most desirable to you. Yeah. Just he was he was someone that did a lot of different things. And he always worked hard. He always made sure to work smart. He learned from his mistakes. He always kind of earned everything he got. He earned it square. He he always he, he wasn't tricking people out of their money. He was giving them something of value. He was he was earning it. And family's important. Not traditional, non-traditional, however you define who your family is, it's an important part too. You know, like you said before, you know, you can be rich. And you can be wealthy, and those are two very different things. One is monetary, and one is wealth of life, basically. Like yeah. fam family, something that something to strive for, in Scrooge's case, these adventures. And just you know, the money doesn't hurt either. Yeah. The money enables him to go on adventures, but He's not spending his money just to spend his money. He spends his money on things that he can, but he's very thrifty. It's also a a good lesson to learn as well, is being fiscally responsible is also very important to being successful. I mean, it's even a lesson you can kind of see in... Did you ever watch uh, Quack Pack? Not much seen a little bit here and there but not not really kind of into to that one 
So there was, it was the first time that they kind of really separated out the personalities for Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah, I do remember that, that they were very, they were very different. Kind of along that same lines, which thinking about it, that whole message of true wealth and balancing familial responsibility with fiscal responsibility factored in, because I remember there was, it was a running thing in the show where Donald didn't have a ton of money to go around. And Scrooge came back in one episode to try to get the nephews to come back to to Duckburg with him. And they said no, because it didn't feel like a family. It felt like they were living in Scrooge's house. It wasn't their house as well. Like, that's how they were made to feel. Right. So, like, yeah, I never really thought about it, but that is that kind of overall message of the duck verse i guess yeah their universe which has merged many different uh universes with them right now i'm looking forward to some sort of capes some more cape suzette references oh yeah because we already had don carnage in an episode where he comes in with a musical number which is fantastic mm-hmm <laughs> I think Cape Suzette gets a mention in the first episode in the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Same with uh Spoonerville. Yeah, for Goof True. St. Canard. Yeah. So and they do the gummy bears reference. Mm-hmm. All the Disney afternoon shows are just kind of a weird shared universe now, but just with gummy bears seeming to have taken place in the far, far past. Which, you know, happened in, in the old gummy bears was in the Middle Ages. Yeah, true. But then that just leads into the question of gummy bears had humans in it. So where the hell are all the humans now? Those are, we're, we're just going to leave that over there. Just, that little guy, don't worry about him. <laughs> <laughs> that little so, guy right there. Don't, don't even worry about him. It's fine. So super troopers now? What? <laughs> I want to see a DuckTales super troopers crossover. That would be awesome. Sorry, I random lines. I think I was uh, looking over old lines from Emperor's New Groove earlier. So, Oh, nice. Infinitely quotable movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, same with Super Troopers, honestly. Like, is it a good movie? No, but I'm sorry. If somebody says a liter of cola, I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. DuckTales to Super Troopers. Look at that. I have learned that uh, tangents are a big part of how I get the runtime up on this. <laughs> I, I can make those connections. I The original Disney Afternoon was a big big influence for me since that I mean the original DuckTales was 1987 I was seven years old so I was that perfect age that like early Disney afternoon to really just latch on to all of that stuff mm-hmm. all the way through uh, Gargoyles which is still one of my absolute favorite things that, that I've ever that they've probably ever produced it's just so all around bad. Like so much, so much greatness and so much uh, great characters. And I saw you did 
the episode earlier on uh, Broadway. Yeah. And if you ever watched, uh, I don't know if you ever saw the TV show Eureka. Um, I'm familiar with it, but I don't think I ever actually watched it. So the main woman, uh, that's one of the the main people at the facility in Eureka, who's uh, one of the main cast members. Uh, remember, like she sounded so familiar, and I, I looked her up on IMDb, and she was the voice of Eliza of of Elisa. Detective Ma- Elisa Maza, Detective Maza from Gargoyles. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, like that was, I was like, why is that voice so familiar? Like, why why do I know her? I'm like, gargoyles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that same thing happened to me not long ago, and I don't remember what I was watching, but it ended up when I looked it up, it was uh, Dave Finoy, the voice of Lee from the Telltale Walking Dead. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's just like, oh, well. Now I'm thinking back to that game, and I'm sad. Well, this sucks. Now, seriously, though, anyone who's listening, if you haven't played it, play it. It will make you cry, but it's so good. So you're watching the first season of uh, Once Upon a Time. Like, why do I want to punch Dr. Hopper in the face just by listening to him? I'm like, Cartho, Nassi, it's <laughs> the old Republic. <laughs> Carth was the worst. I'm like, no wonder I hate this. Like, Raphael Savage, dang you. You're, you're supposed to side with Karth, and I know if you played as a woman, you could have a romantic option with him. But I don't know anybody who played as a woman and did, because he was the worst. It's like, Karth wants to talk. <sighs> Fine. I would have gone dark side in that game if I was just like, no, no, you can just punish Karth and everyone else is fine. Like, oh, all right, cool. It's also the reason Caden died in every single playthrough of Mass Effect I did. Like, <laughs> <laughs> which one? Oh, we know which one. Yeah. But all right, so then before we go, I want to give you the opportunity to plug something. If there's anything you're working on that you want people to know about, go ahead and let them know. And whether there is or not, I also want to hear about something that you're enjoying right now that you think more people should know about. Uh, not plugging anything in, in particular, uh, but if you have not watched the new DuckTales, it is it is one of the best reimaginings of a show I have ever seen in my life. It is just fantastic in every way. They took all the great things, the original, if you like that original 87 series, and they sprinkled these amazing other references in there. Uh, personal favorite, the Beagle Boys episode, which is the Warriors. They do the Warriors with the Beagle Boys, even with like the uh, the bottles clinking with the one yep. guy. <laughs> yeah, the, the Beagle Boys have a very extended family in this new show. And they mentioned Deja Vu like three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't watched the new DuckTales, definitely watch it. It's it, it's beyond amazing. It has one of the best balances I've ever seen of having something for kids and for adults. Like it's not just, you know, a couple dirty jokes thrown into a kid's show. It's really like well thought out, mature storytelling in a yep. kid's show. I mean, uh, 
lot of references to the original, which hits the nostalgia button just right. Just keep banging that nostalgia button, but in a good way. I mean, yeah. even at an episode where Donald gets a voice, it's um, Don Cheadle as Donald Duck. <laughs> and it was for like two episodes, too. Yeah, it was for the the season one finale. <laughs> and But it was great. It's like, do you have any idea what he's saying? Like, mostly context clues. Eh, like every third word. <laughs> <laughs> And the reimagining of Webby, like they, they made Webby just a very interesting character and not just the girl. She's adventurous, but she's definitely like her personality flaws is she's kind of the very shut in, very easily excitable. She's Mabel Pines, but a little more socially awkward. Yeah, but just to really hammer it home when she's introduced in the first episode Webby's dolly that you know is, was always is such a on the board, yes. Yeah, like with a nail through it. <laughs> yeah. Just to really hammer home, like, no, this is not the same version of this character. Which one's the evil one? Louie. Eh. <laughs> and he just he doesn't even deny it. He's just like, yeah. There's not really a doubt when you watch it. It's just like, no, nah, it's it's probably Louie. I mean, or yeah, uh, Louie. Louie's the evil one. Uh, right. He's the schemer. Dewey's just John Ralphio. <laughs> ben Schwartz. Oh, God. <laughs> so now I'm just kind of disappointed that when somebody, like, that they didn't have an episode where he ran into a friend from before they moved into Scrooge and she's like, hey, how you doing, man? And he goes, I'm flush with cash. And that's why I don't say. The, yeah, everything about the new show is absolute gold. And once you catch up to that last episode, we need to talk about it. Okay. Because I think you will, you'll, you'll have a little nerd moment right there. Okay. Yeah, I'm like two or three behind because my DVR didn't record them. I found them on demand, but I just haven't gotten around to actually watching them yet. Right. Yeah, yeah def- man, definitely when I when I do, I'll hit you up. So thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, of course, man. It was uh it was very fun. Yeah. Uh if there's any other characters you want to do later on, just let me know. I'd love to have you back on. Okay, yeah, great. All right. See you, man. All right, thanks, Dan. Bye everybody. Bye.